want to welcome you back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. It's great to have you guys with us today. Hey guys, so fun to be with you. So we just want to stop quick and we want to thank you guys, the listeners, for your weekly downloads. Some of you have gone online onto Apple and some of the other different platforms out there and you have shared a review, a five-star review. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And those of you that are sharing our podcast with your friends and families, I know, Don, it's amazing to see how many countries and how many states across the United yes. States, but around the world, yep. how many people are listening. And we're so grateful to you guys for that. It's possible because of you. Just want to do a shout out for the people that are listening in France. I like, know. That's incredible. That is and so Russia, cool. there's other countries that I'm like we don't we've never met you but wow, like hello. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. And hopefully we can meet up with you someday yes. in France, yes, in Paris or somewhere yes. out in the country and in <laughs> Russia. That would be just so so awesome. Well, we were just coming off an incredible weekend. Our kids were home um and we got to celebrate my daughter and the upcoming birth of her baby girls, which means that we're going to be grandparents again. Again, for the second time. To it. Oh, I'm so pumped. We're not, you know, we're looking forward to her becoming a mom, but we're also looking forward to meet this sweet baby girl. Like yeah. we've been praying for her. It's a granddaughter. I actually had a dream. I'm like, you know, I saw her in a dream. I'm not sure that's what, that's what she'll really look like, but it was just so fun. Um, but we had a house full of people this weekend, which was great. We decorated the house up and had a you know room full of ladies, uh, lots of gifts and cards, and we just got to love on my daughter and you know with words of encouragement, love and so fun. It's great. But then with that, our son came and his you know his wife and she you know my daughter helped a lot. But we got to hang out with our, our grandson, which was a blast. Oh, it's <laughs> just so cool holding them in our arms and yeah. being with our kids and. Like you had, we had 20 people over at our house. It was phenomenal. But I think, Don, on top of all of what you've just said, we were able to wake up to a house full, but then make breakfast for everybody. I I was like the waffle maker machine. (laughs) Like I was just cranking out waffles. Bacon and sausage and and eggs. And coffee. And we just sat around for hours with the fireplace going, wood burning and just connecting. Wow. Is that an incredible weekend? You guys can tell we're pretty amped. We're excited. It's been so, so good. Hey guys, we just want to stop for a second and make you aware of something. We wanted to let you know about a new friend that we have. Her name is Ann Nelson. Ann is an internationally credentialed coach with a passion for helping couples get unstuck in their relationships. And it's cool because she's putting together a no-cost online forum. It's called Marriage Mastery, shifting from emotional distance to connection and intimacy. During this live forum, which by the way, it airs November 21st, 2020. That's this Saturday. She'll be interviewing six experts, including Don and I, to get our best, most rubber meets the road advice for achieving a fulfilling, fun, and fully thriving marriage. Hey, did I mention that this event is free? It's online. We'd love to have you join us. To sign up, go to fullythriving.com forward slash Travis and Dawn. Again, that's fullythriving.com forward slash Travis and Dawn. Today, we're just going to talk a little bit. This is episode 31. And today we're going to talk about, you know, kind of an interesting topic. The title is, Why Not Be Wrong? Why Not Be Cheated? And I'm sure that title is going to catch some of you like, what what are you guys actually talking about? Well, a while back, I was struggling kind of internally because I had been wronged by someone. 
It wasn't just a small little scratch, but a huge gash that bled quite a bit in the, on the inside of me. I'm not talking physically, mm. but in, you know, on the inside, emotionally. It was even harder because that someone knows better, but they still chose to do the opposite of right, which is wrong, and it hurt, and it hurt really bad. And I know, Travis, I was voicing my concerns to you probably yes, multiple times. I you remember know, that. I was very hurt. It was painful. And your response back to me was this. Why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? And I thought, you know what? what? That sounds terrible. Why would, Travis, why would you say that to me? Who would believe that or worse yet be okay with that principle? Why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? I was quickly actually taken back and almost, almost offended that you said that. I, met, I must admit, I was really shocked by your answer. So I remember just asking you back, you know, Travis, what do you mean? Why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? I've always believed that wrong is wrong and there should be a penalty for punishment for mistreatment. So Travis, what were you thinking when you said that to me? Why in that moment was that your response? Yeah, Don, and that, that's a great question. It's kind of like opening a fire hydrant or a fire hose and really just a massive amount of things came flooding into my mind. Now, the first one is we just live in a world where everybody gets offended so easily and yeah. so quickly. And it's too bad because relationships are more important than an offense or than somebody just doing something small. But I think the other thing is that I had just read a verse in the Bible. And in that verse, it literally said the words, why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? And it was talking about people uh, getting along or yeah. not getting along, I should say. But I believe that when it said, why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? I believe that it was saying, take the high road. Yeah. And of course, when I was saying this to you, Don, and you were struggling with all the pain and what this person her, who knew yeah. better should have, shouldn't have done or should have done, you know, by then I had already processed it a lot. Hmm. And so I was just saying, okay, taking the high road is choosing forgiveness and choosing to be mature and overlooking the offense. Uh, I also was thinking, kind of mulling it over in my mind about how, you know, we think of the justice of God and am I going to trust God or not? I, I remember when we were younger, I was a youth pastor and we had started some pranks with some of the students in the youth group. And so uh, I, I remember, you know, doing some things, yeah. just kind of fun stuff. Well, then they got us back and then we got them back. And yeah. then finally they were getting us back. And the, the, it all started with a prank that we did on one of their cars. Uh, but then eventually they were they were actually like doing stuff to our house yeah. and stuff was starting to get damaged. Yeah, it they was, didn't think they weren't trying to damage it, but yeah, it did no, get damaged. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. but then it was not so funny because like, yeah, yeah, it went too far. And the whole point is, you know, we could allow things to escalate and get worse, but or we can just stop and, mm -hmm. and just say, you know, I'm going to trust God. And if I am, then I should be okay with being mistreated or offended, believing that God can right the wrong. And I don't know about you, Don, but I want to be a person who can overcome mistreatment even when I may never see justice, to just be that mature in who I am. I'm thankful that I know you very well, Travis, and I know even though I was hurt and you said those words and I was taken back, I wasn't necessarily offended by what you said because you were actually right. But in those moments, I just, the concept itself didn't make yeah. any sense to me. It's not what we want to no. hear. No. And of course, after your response, I wasn't going to just take it as a response. I wanted to study this a little bit more and like, what, what were you actually talking about? And I was quickly reminded what it says in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 6, 7, where, where this is stated. It says this, 
As it is, to have legal disputes against one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves do wrong and cheat. And you do this to even your fellow believers. I know you guys are you know, wondering a little bit about this passage, but this message in the Bible, in this verse, it actually is a response to lawsuits within the church. It really is. But it's super applicable to many circumstances. And I, as I thought about this even further, I realized that this statement, why not be wronged, why not be cheated, is actually it's a statement of trust, a statement that really needs to become a mindset for me. I need to literally take that literally and, and, and know that I need to trust God. This mindset is basically saying that I trust God is the divine ruler of all and that he will one day take care of it all. I just have to trust that God's going to take care of it. Yeah, and it's interesting that he brings this up in the middle of talking about these lawsuits. Really, Christians in the New Testament and the early church, they were fighting against each other. And he brings this up and he's saying, look, you you want to win the lawsuit. You want to win the argument. You don't want to be defeated. But what he's really saying is, look, you're already defeated because you guys are fighting each other. You've already both lost. Neither yeah. one of you have won. And I, Don, I think you are absolutely right. Just in that God is the divine and ruler of all. He has been faithful in every situation. Yeah. I know we've experienced that in our lives and that he's going to take care of every situation. Really it comes down to questions. Do you believe that God created mm-hmm. the earth and the universe, the heavens, everything that we see? If you do, then you know if he created those things, he can make Make things better in your future. But is he God uh, all-powerful? Is he right. omnipotent? That's that idea that God is more powerful than anything. Or is he all-knowing? Is he omniscient? Does he know everything? And if he does, we can trust him. And I know, Travis, I can fully accept that God, I do trust God in these circumstances. And I do believe that he is all-powerful and all-knowing. But the human side of me, you know, the, the emotions inside of me, wants to know, can I at least go tell people? Can I go tell everyone that I was wronged or complain about them and their hurtful actions? Can I let my wrongs be known to anybody? Yeah, honestly, Don, I think what you're trying to talk about when it comes to the human side is just, we sometimes we just want to yell. Yes. We just want to like, oh, yes. that person yeah. hurt me. An and I didn't, yes. I didn't do anything to deserve right. that. Or, you know, even in marriage, we think, we're thinking, you know, boy, my husband or my wife, they said this or they did this. And I'm just, I'm going, fr- I'm getting frustrated. I'm going crazy. Uh, but I think what it comes down to is what we find in, in the Bible again in First Peter, but it's chapter two, verse twenty-three. It says about Jesus. It says, "When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges." justly. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to is Jesus set the ultimate example of why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? And we can bring that into our marriages, but it says right here, he entrusted in himself to him who judges justly. Mm -hmm. Do we trust God or do we not? I know um, obviously we're we're human and we have, you know, the capability to do whatever we want, but and I know that I could tell people and complain if I really wanted to, because that's my choice. I have you know, the right to speak whatever words I want. But as I think further, I realize that by telling other people or explaining the situation or trying to defend myself in any way in the situation um, and just you know, talking about this, I'm actually putting myself in God's place. I'm saying to God that I don't trust him to take control of the situation. 
that he can't defend me. Yeah. And that's that's a bummer because yeah. then we kind of just say, okay, God, I don't need you. Right. When in reality, it's much better to let God handle that person. It is. It's a, a, a truth that I need to learn and do better at. But I know this particular situation, you know, with this this hurt that came um, to me, what, wasn't something that happened between you and I, Travis. No, it was wasn't. something between me and someone else. But just like so many things, if something is bothering me or it's affecting me, it's going to affect my <laughs> attitude or my mood. Yep. It makes me sad or mad or frustrated or aggravated, which ultimately, Travis, I, that comes in our marriage. I, I take it not pur- purposely, but it comes in our marriage. I was honestly very thankful that day for your words of truth and that you helped me think through this situation differently. I needed to hear those words. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because if like something I'm carrying heavy at work, somebody's done to me or somebody else in my personal life done outside of us together, and then I bring that home, and man, that can affect yeah, our marriage because now can. I'm not fully focused on you. I'm carrying this offense towards somebody else. I love that you brought up that point. Right. That is absolutely awesome. So there's times that this is going to happen in your marriage, like maybe someone else will hurt you or even in your own marriage or in our marriage where we will wrong each other. I know there's times that we have wronged each other, Travis. We have said hurtful words. We've been selfish. We've done things that just weren't right. So what should we do when things like this happen in our marriage? What should our attitude be? We know that we don't have a perfect marriage and, you know, we honestly, we fail constantly. We're learning this thing called marriage and we're enjoying it, but it's definitely a learning lesson. But we keep getting back up again when we fail. We, we don't give up. We just keep trying. Oh, man, that's so key. Again, what do we do? That's yeah. a great question when somebody hurts us or offends us, but a, or especially in marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. What should we do? Well, how can we respond in the proper way when we have been wronged? The cool thing about the Bible is that it is full of answers to almost any questions that we have, including these questions. Yeah. And I love in Romans chapter 12, verse 17, These are words that we can literally just apply to our marriages. And here's what it says. Never pay evil back with more evil. Don, if you say something not so great to me, the the best thing I can do is not return that towards you and, and get back at you and say something mean. It goes on to say, do things in such a way that everyone sees that you are honorable. Uh, Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge, it says. Leave that to God. For the scriptures say, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Wow. Is that clear or what, Don? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So clear. Like, boy, instead of me, you and I, we get into some kind of an argument or you say something to me that offends me. Instead of lashing back out, I need to just in turn be honorable yeah. and, and not return yeah. that and not take revenge against you. Because really, when I harm you, I'm harming my own marriage. I'm harming our relationship. I know at, this, at times this, this could be difficult, but I actually think what you're saying or what this scripture says is very doable if we actually truly apply it. It is the next few words of the scripture in Romans 12 that makes it a little bit more difficult for me. It goes on to say in Romans 12, defeat evil with good. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I read that, I'm like, what, dude, how is this possible? It doesn't seem fair. Um, there are the ones who did something wrong, but so why should I treat them? Why do we need to treat 
you know, each other good or others, you know, that have hurt us good. Yeah. And Don, let me give a, let me give an example really quick that just pops in my mind. Uh, you know, it's great when you get a puppy and you bring the puppy home and it's running all over, yeah. it's licking your face. It's so cute and sweet and they're small. Uh, but, but what's interesting is a puppy can very quickly pee on your carpet. Yeah. The cuppy, the puppy, <laughs> cuppy, the puppy <laughs> yeah. can chew up, you know, some of your favorite prized possessions. I mean, yeah. the puppy can just run like crazy and go all over. Well, you know what? A puppy is a great example of our emotions. And that's a key to when we start to get into arguments with our spouse or a spouse says something that's offensive to us, or even somebody outside of our marriage, what do you do to a puppy? You, you put it in a place where it has boundaries. You put a leash on it. You control it. And that's what we need to do with our marriage or our emotions. We need to put a leash on our emotions. Yeah. And it's a good thing. So how do we defeat evil with good? Well, the quick answer is first, our job is to forgive our spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard when your emotions are running out of control. Right. They're just yeah. flying all over the place. Uh, but that's the first step to overcoming evil with good. Why? Because this is exactly what Jesus has done for me. He has forgiven me of everything in my past and will forgive me of anything in my future if I ask for forgiveness. Not only will he forgive me, but he'll still love me through it all. His hand of blessing will not come off my life. He won't walk away from me. He is faithful through it all. If I want this from Jesus, I have no choice but to extend this to others who have hurt me. And when I have that understanding, it makes me want to pull my emotions back and go, wait a second, Jesus forgave me. Don, you just said something offensive to me. I need to not get so upset and I need to forgive you. So the next thing, you know, to how do we defeat evil with good is this. We need to remind ourselves that we're not responsible for how people treat others. But we are responsible for how we oh. respond. And I know I've said that many times I love that. in the past. Again, I was just reminded clearly one day, I'm not responsible for how people treat me. Like that one person that hurt me, I'm not responsible for their actions, but I am responsible for how I respond to that. Or Travis, if you mistreat me, I'm not responsible for, for what you did, but I'm responsible for my response. When I stand before God one day, God will not hold me accountable for how others treated me or how you, Travis, have treated me, but I will be held accountable for how I responded to this treatment or to your treatment. It's going to be just me and God one day in heaven. It's not going to be be me, Travis, and God or me and a friend and God. I won't be able to say, God, you know, it's it's just your fault. It's it's his fault. It's her (laughs) fault. You know, they were mean or they're insensitive. God will judge me for my part, for my response. I, I, I love that you brought that up in our marriage, in our lives many times, Don, and it's just so refreshing because ultimately it's on us it how we respond. Lastly, overcoming evil with good. What does that look like? Well, what about do something extra kind to that person who has hurt you? Buy them a cup of coffee, a favorite treat, a card or flowers. Or or what about do an act of kindness? You know, your spouse, do the dishes for them, help vacuum or clean or make supper, take something off their plate that is unexpected. And again, that's that acting honorable, you know, act in such a way that's honorable. When you have the right to be mad, do something that will blow your spouse's mind that says, I love you. I got my emotions in check. I am going to love you no matter what. I know, Travis, I'm human and I'm, I'm flawed. I'm definitely weak. I'm in desperate need of God's help, you know, to help me with this every single day, to do something 
above and beyond to overcome evil with, you know, an extra, you know, deed or an, you know, act of kindness, something that I can't do on my own. Like, I don't want to necessarily just go and buy you something if you've hurt my feelings, but I know with God's help, I can do this because I need God to do this in me because without him, I'm not able to do it on my own. I'm so thankful though for God's amazing grace. I'm thankful for a husband, Travis, you speak truth to me, even when it may not, you know, I may not want to hear it. Um, and it may not be necessarily what I want to hear, but I'm thankful that you remind me of truth and you encourage me daily because I know I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And, and I think it's kind of cool too. Like the minute you talked about doing something nice, you know how when there's offense, there's suddenly this awkwardness. It's yeah. like, it feels really awkward in the relationship or in the communication. But then the minute one of the one spouse just says, okay, I'm going to do something nice. It starts to break the it ice does. instantly. Yeah. And it's like allows you in your relationship to move forward, to get past that minor or big offense, right. really. So let me ask you guys that are listening, why not be wronged? Why not be cheated? Why not take the higher road and trust that God is in control, that he's going to handle it all. He's all powerful. He created the yep. universe. Man, if he did all those things, he can do that for you. So trust God and that God is in control of all things. He'll be responsible for you and he can take care of the rest. You guys got this. In your weakness, God is strong. Hey, we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. We love you. We are praying for you. You guys, don't forget, we believe in you. We know that marriage can be hard, but just don't give up. You've got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.